like, all right, two, like two packs. We're like, all right, 30 bucks. We're good for way too long. Half a year, like, we'll yeah. just give it to the kids. A bit, so then opening out. day, we did a soft opening. And we're like, let's just put the dinosaur, like, we'll be like all the people that got the first waffles. There's they waffles, get a dinosaur. A bunch of homies came day. through, like, gave them dinosaurs. And everyone's uh, putting us on their story. Because there was, like, years of us making a waffle shop. Yeah. There was a lot of hype. Once they saw that we were, like, doing it, everyone started kind of coming out. Yeah. And people are posting because we just have a lot of supportive friends here and supportive people and we just put on the story next day we open up and then we give out a couple waffles to people and people are like um they like brought back the we're waffle. like is there a problem like yeah. you're not like <laughs> something, something wrong so they're like i um i think you're supposed to have a, a tiny dinosaur on it. <laughs> we're like what do you mean they're like yeah these the waffles that come with the dinosaurs on it we really wanted the dinosaurs Leo here, your host of the Building Bellion podcast, and thanks for stopping by the studio. Pour a glass of whiskey or local beer, take a sip, kick those feet up. We're going to dive into what it means to be a business owner, what it means to be a member of this Bellingham and Whatcom County community, and what it means to find peace and balance while running a badass, high-octane local iconic business. Let's jump in. Welcome to the studio. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Yeah, you Appreciate navigated it. the beeping, the booping outside of uh, the studio here, <laughs> Building Bellium Studios. Thank you for joining us for episode six. You guys own Sweet as Waffles and know a lot about waffles and probably eat a fair amount of waffles. More than we'd like to admit, that's for sure. <laughs> but when uh, they taste that good. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. White cam is there. You put some arugula on it. Yeah. It's a salad. There you go. You feel salad. really good about yourself. And, um, yeah, yeah. Tell me a little bit about you guys individually how did you guys meet how did this whole creation come to be tell me more about that basically it started back in 2014 uh we got kind of i got an idea when doing some travels of a little waffle shop uh, when i was over in new zealand just you're road of, tripping right i was uh hitchhiking throughout new zealand i was doing um couldn't afford western so i had to leave um, I'm from Rhode Island, went to Western, couldn't afford it, had to leave after my winter quarter. Uh, I just wanted to go travel and I wanted to do it pretty much as broke as possible, um, just because I thought it would be a good story to have. Um, so I ended up going to New Zealand and, and hitchhiking everywhere and living out of a backpack and, and uh, had like homeless for night signs yeah. and, and slept in handicapped bus stop bathrooms and yeah. on the side of the street. And, and people would open up their home, yada, yada, yada. But basically an idea came of this little waffle shop idea. And um, you had some time to think about it. Yeah, yeah, I was just inspired and uh, came back to Bellingham um, in 2015. And I met Graham and Graham and I met on the top of uh, of your roof. Yeah, yeah, just jamming with uh, our friend Austin. He's really good at guitar, and our buddy Austin was learning how to get to play guitar. And um, I got to give you the uke on that roof. No, you gave, you gave me like the tambourine. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. Let's start this out easy. Like, give him a, maybe a triangle or a tambourine. Yeah. Or, yeah. What's the one that goes the triangle? Yeah. 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 Or the little like that. cheese yeah. grating board, whatever that one is. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so that was the first time I met Graham, and then we ended up just kind of hitting it off. And, um, that house that he lived in was like basically all of our best college friends and yeah, over on high street. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Good group of friends. So, like I moved into one of my friend's house and just kind of knew him, a couple other people, but yeah, just met Nate and like big group right away. And like, yeah, just like kind of started from there. I think probably within the first 
couple months of knowing you, you like randomly just threw out the idea that you always want to do a waffle shop in Bellingham. And what were you guys doing? How did the, how did the conversation come up about the waffle shop? Because that was this like this brainchild like from, the, from the road trip, and then you guys jammed, and then there was this other moment. Well, really, it was like that full year. I mean, we were friends and kicked it and like came up randomly a couple times. But then I left Bellingham uh, close to eight months or so. And I traveled. I went to South Africa and just uh, China. I focused on just like traveling through skating. I was out there like skating, meeting people, like connecting people through skateboard and see what differences in the community I can make there. Ended up volunteering with some like really cool like social groups that focus on skateboarding, like building skate parks, rural villages, like uh, bringing product out to people who've like never even seen a skateboard before and all this. And it was really cool. Um, and anyways, did that for about eight months, came back to Bellingham. And like, even when I was there, I was like mentioning to a couple of people who were like, oh, what are you gonna do when you go back? I was like, I might open up a waffle shop, like that idea, even just like, we didn't decide to do it together or anything like set in stone beforehand, but it was like, there so we came back and uh yeah we're just both in school um, full-time working restaurant jobs and getting towards like the end of us both being you know graduated out of school i went to a btc graduated from western and uh eventually i think we just got like sick of working these jobs and working for people and we're both like f it let's just like let's just start going through with it and like just do this for ourselves and build something up from here and you clearly had this huge background in business and running businesses yeah. no, but like this is the best part about all of these stories and your story is that you had a passion you had an idea and you just did it and a lot of people analyze tell me more about like hey we have a business idea did you come up with a business plan did you like right off the bat or was it like hey we have this this idea this brand let's start there and work backwards how did you guys do that I learned a lot as we went for sure definitely didn't have like written down business plan or timeline or anything from the start it was really just like when we were in college we were broke we were just like you know living off some different top ramen and, and mckay's three for five pizza every day and just like got all our money together and just bought the trailer down in eugene drove it up here it took like 18 hours to get it up from eugene we couldn't go over like 30 miles per hour without a fishtail in and want to flip yeah. over like we have lines of like 25 people behind us like honking like going up back roads in mount rainier national park i never towed anything in my stuff. life it was, yeah. it was a wreck i had to tow that day i was just like learned how to tow something that was just yeah. super dangerous <laughs> it didn't even have taillights yeah how, how did you find day. the find the food truck craigslist yeah well craigslist, it was yeah. it was basically just a, a box that we bought and uh just walls and windows and a door um, yeah super basic. those are important for you know keeping things in <laughs> yeah. yeah it's on like yeah. a 1970s trailer frame it's, yeah. it's like a really rusted out <laughs> horrible frame yeah. but it it was cheap and like the, it had the walls were like it was a good price we're like all right let's just let's just send it there and um, that was like the beginning of how naive we were like the night before we went and stayed with his sister and like mm -hmm. there was like huge arguments and fights happening outside so he didn't get any sleep yeah and... upstairs neighbors was like beating up the other roommate and he's screaming like somebody called the police <laughs> yeah. like, so i was not all night i deal with that and, and then picked up the next morning i had food poisoning <laughs> yeah. that day as so we were pulling over every like 15 minutes in a bathroom deal with that yeah, <laughs> well it couldn't have been smooth that's not the point that's exactly. it has to launch with a journey if it was easy yeah. it wouldn't be as worth it you know yeah. <laughs> 
you talk about being naive and that's, and I was also naive when I started this business. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of where we are today and, and where I assume where you feel like you are today, your successes comes from that, like, well, we just don't know any better and we don't, we're bootstrapping it. We don't really have a backup plan of finances or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. You guys bootstrapped it. And how has that attributed to like how you guys operate today? You guys have worked your asses off. Like, yeah, uh, you're always work. You guys are always there. <laughs> you guys are always working hard and yeah. busy. Neither of us come from any money. Um, so when we started the trailer, we were like, I remember we bought our waffle makers the first thing we bought, and we were like, you know, buying ingredients. We'd have to like Venmo request each other, like like a couple bucks for flour. <laughs> yeah, not just full flour, just you know, flour like, to make it like three waffles for that. Yeah, day. and like, uh, it was it was just so brutal at the very beginning but basically we're we're really hard workers which is like you know that helps. We, we fall yeah we, we fall short in some other categories but being hard diligent workers is is something that we both take pride in i would say that the first year of operation especially like that first summer we were paying ourselves and we were like learning all of like the issues with the trailer you know we were like we are like gray water pump we we would use a drill and we would zip tie the drill to get like the gray water out of the yeah. tank. And then we were constantly our like electricity or like all of our breakers would be the flipping. right in there forever. So as soon as like end of summer, <laughs> fall started coming, sun started setting, we'd be in like pretty much the pitch black <laughs> after sunset. Yeah. We had to get lights. We only there. had like rave lights as our only They're just flashing source LED of... strip yeah. lights. We could see what's happening every like second, right? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. And we thought it was so funny and cool at the beginning. And we were like, wow, this is just not functional at all. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we, uh, we just worked so many hours. What's what, what do you mean? How many hours? What's a what's a long day? Well, and this is just for perspective for the listeners. Like, what is a long day for you? What's a normal day? What's a short day? I would say at the you know basically 70, 80 hour weeks. Yeah. So like thirteen hour days would be like our like longer day. Yep. Ten's average. Mm -hmm. I would say, you know, 10, we're like, oh, that was a short day. Yeah, for bad. sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like we get a nine hour day. I'm like, nice. I got like time in the afternoon, time in the evening, yeah. like at 7 p.m. I'm home. Like it's rare. So yeah. Yeah, it's always changing. Like if we're lucky, we'll get some days that's a little less than others. I mean, right now, now that we got our brick and mortar keys, we've been, I mean, we're still running the trailer and all that, but we've been in the shop every day, 12, 13 hours yep. all week long, just trying to trying to get a head start on that definitely one word to describe us is impatient we both yeah, just yeah. want to get stuff done yeah. and uh it, we work hard and we want like things to to happen so we both just jump on things quick and then think about it later it's a good thing that, one, that it's not just one of you that wants that, that both of you want that that definitely helps yeah. so we'll talk more about the partnership there's a there's a metaphor about icebergs and like what people see above the the water and what's below and you know 10 being a normal like an okay like oh yeah it's a pretty good day i've got time that's not reality for a lot of people. For a lot of people, they show up to work, they go to nine to five, they deal with that. Maybe they work for somebody else or they work for the, they have a, a schedule that is narrower than that. What's going on behind the scenes is that you guys are working 10 to 13 hours a day to make this creation. I, I really appreciate you guys getting vulnerable about that because that's not easy to do. How do you find the motivation to like, is it just like, we're going to do this until there's a point where we have an epiphany that we don't have to do it as hard or for as long of hours or whatever it is. Tell me a little bit more about how, how do your brains work on that? When we started the business, like actually opened up our doors, we were doing everything so poorly where we, and a big part of that was just purely because there was no inventory of anything, forks or napkins or arugula or yeah. flour. So we would have to go to 
three, four stores a day to go get supplies to operate for the day. And it was just so difficult and so frustrating, but we knew nothing else. So since then it's become almost easier. Also, we always talk about it where, you know, we're in like this business partnership and I feel like a lot of local businesses, there's not, there's like usually just like one person, right? You know, there's always a team, but there's always like one leader and Graham and I always go back and forth. We were talking about it yesterday while we were like ripping apart our entire shop and, you know, cleaning it and getting rid of everything. And we're like, man, I'm so glad that I have someone else here to just work with me. And, you know, when I get down, I can like look at Graham and Graham's like, powered more up and then like when he gets down vice versa like i'm powered more up and you kind of just even each other out on those off days and very grateful to have a partnership in my first business that's for sure totally especially like bouncing off ideas it's like we both have similar ways of thinking but obviously like two individuals we have so many different ideas and thoughts and like how we think things should look or taste or, or or you know the building should feel walking into it and all these things so yeah just building up ideas and, you know, being able to just converse and like, I can throw out my own idea and think of it one way and say it out loud. Maybe that's not how I really wanted to see just like saying it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think ultimately just like what makes us like want to work so hard at this and put so many hours and years into like building up Sweet as Waffles is just, we have a lot of expectations of what Sweet as Waffles can be. Uh, it's starting as this food trailer and we built that trailer in our backyard. We put from what, 20, 2018, we got the trailer until 2021. We pretty much had that thing in our backyard or on farms and friends' houses, building that trailer to get it open. And it's like starts this small trailer and, uh, you know, this, this small menu of, of waffles and now it's like brick and mortar. And we just like have this envision of like all these places we can take sweetest waffles, whether it's in Bellingham or expand outside of Bellingham, what we want to do production wise in the future. So we, we both just have big visions and dreams for the brands and for the waffles. And mm-hmm. just knowing that there's always something more that we can work to is very motivating there will always be a demand for waffles yeah, right. <laughs> hopefully absolutely yeah. right we're out of business otherwise <laughs> i know a lot of people that love waffles so that's uh and you you probably you probably know more people that like waffles than i do <laughs> but let's, hey, let's talk about the name and this is just a wacky theory from my side and tiffany and i were talking about this is so the name sweet as waffles and you can totally call me out if it's wrong but is it was has it always been sweet as waffles or was it sweet ass waffles no it was always <laughs> It's always like a running joke because people are like, oh, they like see your name. Yeah. Like, oh, sweet waffles. And like, that's like what they everyone sees. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. It's sweet ass waffles. You're like, no, it's neither. Nope. nope. Neither. It's and we, we, when people are like, oh, I love sweet ass waffles. We're like, yeah, you do. Yeah. Yeah. I love sweet ass waffles too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. Uh, sweet ass is just yeah. like a term in New Zealand. It's yeah. like um, when you describe something like really good, you know, you're like, oh, that's sweet ass, bro. Okay. And uh, it's sweet ass. But. Like- yeah, the play on the words yeah. is pretty nice. Yeah. The sweet ass is pretty funny. Yeah. And, we like, and that was something yeah. that came back later when people just didn't understand. Yeah, and even before we're like... Well, oh, they just people... wanted to hear what they wanted to hear. Exactly. Yeah. We're like, oh, well, people are going to think it's sweet ass and we're all right with that. And also just like sweet as in, you know, sweet flavors, sweet as waffle just kind of flows and kind of makes you think about it for a yeah. sec. So yeah. it's like, okay, it's got a couple of these meanings here. It's like, let's think about this name. Yep. Let's think a little bit. Yeah, our business has like a bunch of little hidden Easter eggs 
Yeah. And that's like one of them. You got other ones. That... What other Easter eggs do we have? Oh, I think I might tell you off camera. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Come to the trailer and ask us. We'll yeah. be happy to show you. Yeah, fair. Well, they're pretty regular. Yeah, we'll, we'll be there. Yeah. Uh, and you all should too, but you might not find out about what's behind the scenes. I'm yeah. Those, but, unless you politely ask. Unless you politely ask. Um, not rudely ask, right? If they come up and rudely ask, probably no. Maybe yes. <laughs> you talked about partnership and how you guys both build off each other pretty good, lift the other person up when the energy is there, but you guys are two different people. And you probably know what you're each good at at this point and what you're each not good at. Did you guys pretty early on decide, hey, this is probably a good lane for me to stay in because there's the operations and then there's the, like the creative side. There's two sides. Well, there's many, many dimensions to a business, yeah. but they're like the two main are the you know create creation and the operations. How did you guys divvy that up? Was it just kind of like, hey, this what's needed? This what this is what needs to get done. I'm doing this thing. You need to go do that thing. Or did you guys pretty early on figure out, okay, I'm good at this. You're good at that. Um, a little bit of both, really. A lot of it happened organically as we figured out what we need to do, whether it's behind the scene or like the day to day operation stuff. We just kind of like fell into lanes of what naturally like worked best for us. But we both come from different backgrounds of like. I've had a lot of uh, kitchen food experience, worked with a lot of different local restaurants in downtown Bellingham or Belling General, Seattle and various places. So I have a little bit more of like the food kind of back in, um, but we both have management experience through different like retail. I, I uh, was store manager at Zoomies for mm -hmm. years, ran a couple different stores, worked for that company for a long time. Yeah, Nate managed surf shops. And so we both have a lot of like customer service and behind the scenes things we know kind of like how a business should run and especially like how it should look and, and feel and how like customer service should be but yeah we kind of just kept following the, everything pretty uh, organically there i think there's certain roles that in the beginning we we're like trying to spread out and we realized that maybe some of us aren't as good at certain things as others i would say one of those examples is that admin work it's not my strong suit. I would say responding to emails is probably my least strong suit. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> I think we learned that I might not be the the, guy con the contact yeah. point yeah. if you need to get stuff done. Yeah, sounds like you guys picked up on that pretty pretty much over time. Let's talk about the creative side of the business. You got you know, you you have a little bit more at that time more kitchen experience, but you guys are both creative, and so you start talking about this vision of like. Starts probably with a small menu, but you guys had this idea for <coughs> what you wanted to put out there. Tell me about how did you come up with your menu? What, what were some of your inspirations behind the just amazing, like the really, really amazing and delicious combinations that you might not think about? Like the average person might, might show up and not think that those things go together or haven't had them together before. And they go, holy shit, this is delicious. How have you guys designed that? I mean, you could get a waffle at a lot of different places. For one, you could go to the store and buy an Ego waffle and throw it in your toaster oven, yeah. get your crappy processed buttermilk waffle, yeah. you're set. And we could have gone that route as opening up a waffle shop and be in another IHOP and get pre-made batter and mix it with your buttermilk and make it very crappy and classic and cheap. But we're, from the beginning, we're like, we're going to do this. We're going to do it right. We're going to make this recipe from scratch. We're going to make... Uh, our sauces, spreads, everything from from scratch for the most part, and uh, and like make it good quality. So yeah, the original menu. It, I mean, it took really years to get that original menu and recipe figured out. The whole time we had the trailer in our backyard, 2018 to 2021, we got the waffle maker that same month. We just uh, 
where we had the wall maker in our basement and it's the only place would plug in was the outlet where the dryer plugs in it was 250 volt plug and we got an adapter and plugged it in there so our basement of, we were on grant street york neighborhood and there was like a river going through it, it was the past, satanic writing yeah the, the past tenants it was yeah. like a it was like 20 people squatting the house yeah. doing drugs chop and shop yeah do all this stuff so yeah, yeah we uh just worked for years just to like please cook waffle please cook waffle. yeah exactly. <laughs> please get me out of this place just to get yeah. that those recipes down yeah. the original menu down and just kind of like fine-tune of like what kind of products should we be getting out and then once we did open up shop with that original menu it's like all right cool this is what works this is what we're gonna yeah. keep doing these are the type of waffles we will not do because they're too much work or not cost efficient but yeah a lot just like happened over a couple of years just like talking through it all many many experiments of like experimenting and meaning eating waffles and feeding yeah. your friends yeah, yeah. With waffles yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's bad homework but <laughs> yeah uh, a funny thing is when we opened up like we you know we had our waffle recipe and then we like you know we'd always make like three to five yeah. you know and then we were like all right we have to multiply this yeah. like, by a lot we're gonna make like 120 at a time roughly yeah you know so when we made it it like didn't it turned out like a little too thin yeah so when we pour like early on it would spew like the batter would spew out the iron and it would go like a foot and a half in like yeah. a direction and it was you just like a random and direction. just like hit with a wet batter and just yeah and you'd like, be like talking to someone at the counter yeah. and you'd just be getting like sprayed in the butt <laughs> and we were like so early on we we're like we just got to keep a straight face you know yeah. like we like maybe a quick we gotta play it cool, yeah, yeah. yeah but just cover. Like, oh, wow, wow. Watch out, watch out, watch out. And just like, put her hands up in front of the iron. So <laughs> we're like, we gotta fix this, but yeah, that's yeah. well. That was a, that was a good thing to fix. And uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So okay, so you guys are in the basement. You're testing this out. You guys, you know, and then started having the, the, like the spray happen, and all these these things were happening. But you were still cranking out waffles. Like the reason I brought up that like the iceberg metaphor is because I mean the person that's getting the waffle, you don't want them to necessarily you, like now you get a chance to talk about it, and you probably your friends probably know a lot about all those things, but person that comes up just gets a waffle right and mm -hmm. they get a really amazing waffle what was your philosophy on just like this is how i want the people that eat our food sort of the experience i want them to have this is the the experience they have from us tell me a little bit more about that the design of sweet as waffles was was basically we saw that bellingham was kind of getting gentrified mm -hmm. and that a lot of these iconic downtown locations were getting out of business graham and i've been here for a long time so it's really sad to see and we we're like, man, we just want to keep Bellingham weird, you know, yeah. like, like bring back that funk that yeah. Bellingham has and like used to have right. more so rather than these like generic apartment complexes everywhere. And we just felt like a lot of like Seattle businesses were coming in or like LA businesses that are very like, I always call them the, it's like a, you know, whitewashed coffee shop. It's yeah. like a, it's like an Apple store. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. I'm going to go drink a coffee at another Apple store. I take a selfie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, be on my MacBook. Yeah. We were just kind of like, we don't want that at all yeah. so we wanted like heavy banter yeah. i would say for like our customer relationship we want to make a product that's like weird and people come up and don't even know what they're like ordering for the most part and we always make these recommendations for all these add-ons like the maple syrup and hot yeah. sauce is the legendary one with the canadian quesadilla everyone just says yes because they don't know what they're getting we talked about this the other day of like yeah. if you go over and get a burger you know what kind of burger you want yeah but when you have a canadian quesadilla grilled cheese waffle basically no one's ever really had that, so they don't know or what's savory good. waffle in general. Yeah, they're like let's just trust these guys. Yeah, so well, just, I've asked you guys multiple times, like, "Hey, what should I get with this?" Or and you guys have always just said, "Hey, you should get this, this, and this." And I'm like, "All right, game." And that's how we just, make it happen. We just are there all the time. Yeah, we just like 
add-on stuff and we'll have rotating specials and we'll like then have this particular ingredient that we're like oh toss that on the canadian or on the salad or whatever it may be and it like makes it so much better in yeah. certain different ways yeah. different elements but yeah we just want to make a business that was different people could come in and kind of laugh at and just have a good time we don't take ourselves very seriously and we hope that all of our customers also don't take themselves very seriously we put pumping dinosaurs on like yeah. the majority of homies waffles yeah and, you know we'll have bachelorette parties come in and we'll draw big old wieners and whipped cream yeah and they love it and it's, <laughs> it's a, like awesome and it's so fun to have a business that we can just yeah. do whatever the fuck we want yeah you know yeah. Um, that's the point yeah exactly. it's, it's yeah it's just, you work for what someone fun. else you do what they want to a specific degree you start your own business you take all the risks that you guys have you get to do what the fuck you want and I think a lot of people appreciate that. I think there's been a big shift into, I know this sounds bad, but towards authenticity, like, Hey, just be yourself. This is, this is who I am. This is what I like to do. This is what my product is. And if you don't like it, that's okay. There are people that like it. Yeah. I think the more far away that you get from who you are, the more people you can serve. What I mean by that is like the more big box you go, you can serve more people because you don't really stick to one thing. The cool part about what you guys do is Bellingham is a community that's perfect for that and i agree because i got here when bellingham was weird yeah and bellingham's like becoming less weird and i want to talk a little bit about that you talked about how you saw the core downtown there were businesses staples you know like the up you know the up was a place uh, five dollar pitchers r.i.p green, green frog <laughs> and you've got you know there's there's great creativity there's great food and, and, and stuff that's down there now but five dollar pitchers pinball cheap pizza that was part of Funky Bellingham. Mm -hmm. And as you guys grow, let's talk a little bit about like, how do you want to continue to impact the weirdness, the, the Bellingham weirdness? Ironically, with the up and up, we were originally supposed to be there. That was where the trailer was going to go. Yeah. And we had like, we were just trying to sort it out. So we love Carnal. Don't yeah. get us wrong. Yeah. I love the guys that own it and everything. It was a little sad to go in there the first time after like the up and up close, but yeah. at least they're Big bringing contrast for sure. At least yeah. they're bringing something good to Bellingham. Yeah, so I'm I'm not upset with it. But. Delicious food as well. Yeah, yeah, but it is also it like for people that are new to Bellingham, the gentrification. They go in there and they're they're experiencing a great restaurant in a location that they don't like. I go in there, I'm like. Pool table used to be there. Yeah, yeah. That's totally. where I used to go get my like yeah. super like cheesy pizza, five dollar picture right there. Mm -hmm. So, okay. what's your vision? Because you guys want to make an impact with that for sure. I mean, now having these <coughs> to a brick and mortar that's coming this spring is like it's one of the most exciting things about it. Because we're just like, all right, now like we can actually have an indoor space in downtown Bellingham. It's it's on Railroad Avenue, so right in the heart of Bellingham, where we can like get some good traffic and get these college kids who may be here for the first time. They go into downtown Bellingham and then they see Sweetest Waffles and they get our product and they experience like what Bellingham is. And maybe we can like help make that experience authentic and like get that weirdness right into the brand. Like, yeah, Bellingham is fun. Like they have this like cool products and they have this like cool energy and like we can help bring that to downtown. Uh, we also like to do a lot of collabs and different things with the other restaurants and food trucks and like whether it's food or outside of food, but just try to, yeah, just partner with other businesses and restaurants that we look up to in town that also carry that like weird, fun culture that we can create a great product together just to like spread out that funness even, even more. Let's uh, rewind back a little bit before this, and then we'll talk more about the brick and mortar because it's super exciting. I'm, I'm stoked for you guys. 
Um, you guys create the truck, create the recipes. How did you guys link up with Jason over at Stemma? Because your location is temporarily permanent there. Your, your truck's there and you're there every time I've been there. You've always been yeah, there. Yeah. But how did you start like looking at locations? Because I know that's a big thing for food trucks is where am I going to be what day of the week, right? So, yeah. So, our, our trailer, basically, to even rewind before yeah. the trailer, we were just trying to find a hole in the wall spot. Yeah, downtown. we're so, like, maybe we can get in the window of a coffee shop or yeah. build our own structure and like an alleyway, like just try to find a place, especially downtown that we could just like create a little, little hub. Which again, comes back to the naive thing because all the building codes were completely yeah. just not yeah. going to happen. We're just like, we'll put up some wood, call yeah. it good. Our <laughs> issue is we got too inspired from Portland. Yeah. Portland just is like, ah, just do whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know, yeah, yeah. When it comes to Sistema, it goes back to 2015 or something. I, I was an instructor at Baker mm -hmm. snowboarding and Zach, who is the main guy at yeah, Stemma, Zach's basically. The, Zach's know, the man. He's been there forever and yeah. you can't miss him. Yeah. He had bugged me a dozen times to try to get me to come to Stemma for an event or whatever. And we're like, dude, we're not operational. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're like, we're oh, like yeah, not even close. Yeah. And then eventually when we were about to open, he was like, yo, I'd love to like sit down and like yeah. talk about it. And then he basically just invited us to be a part of it. And then we met up with Jason Jason liked the idea. And then we met up with Alex and Alex was the marketing guy at the time. And um, we loved Stemma kind of, cause we didn't really, it was so new. We didn't yeah. know much about it besides like, we liked yeah. the beer and yeah. we liked the people that worked there. Yep. It wasn't downtown, which was a big issue for us because that was um that was where, the original goal. Yeah. yeah, that was a target market, you know, it was downtown late night and stuff. So we were like, okay, we're gonna like not hit our business goals. Yeah. But Alex was doing such a great job as the as the marketer. They were doing so much different stuff. Yeah. They were standing out. They were being that funky weird Bellingham yeah. that we like were driven in to do yeah. and they were like, open like two years up to that point yeah. and they were outside of town but they were already like all right these these guys, these guys have something going on like yeah. this solid traffic this. I mean, no now yeah, yeah. and the, like we've even yeah seen now them just that we've been they're so busy all the yeah. time yeah. they're it's doing nice they have the yard too the, yeah. the, the that definitely helps parking totally, totally. Yeah. yeah it's nice to see them just kind of like keep when you talk to Jason, he's always thinking. Yeah. He's always like, yeah. all right, he's got a couple different steps. And like, he's just like the accountant mind. Of yeah. Just, you know, and just you're just like, this guy's going to like build this business pretty big, you yeah. know, and it's really mm -hmm. cool. So we ended up just kind of signing with them, which has been awesome. We yeah. love, we love it there. Great, they give us spot. everything that we need. Yep. Mm -hmm. We love the people there. Um, Customer basis is great. And it, it wasn't our first initial ideal customer basis when we started talking about like being downtown we were just thinking late night late night late night like drunk bar crowd college yeah. crowd um the people that don't know that they're regulars like, exactly yeah. like 16 through 35 yeah but, yeah and then like going to stemma and then like we have so many like great families and kids yeah. that we love and that they come pet their dogs and yeah. love yeah. and then yeah. like the little kids all these yeah. people that were like but they're buying five waffles instead of two like, exactly you know? yeah. but it, it's it was great to like learn about like the rest of what we weren't even like thinking about for target market we didn't even think about children yeah i don't know like it never even cost we were gonna be at groff and we yeah like, groff's 21 up so we were like yeah. oh that's fine like we'll yeah. just do that but yeah we're not, like oh kids just can't have our waffles yeah which is just such a suckers. tease yeah. like you would just be such <laughs> an asshole if we're yeah. like yo here's like this delicious sweet also you get a dinosaur but yeah. you can't have us yeah, yeah. this <laughs> dinosaur is only for adults yeah yeah, yeah right like exactly 21 and up yeah, yeah. we actually we we like always consider that because we had this like super loyal like mountain bike crew yeah. that's been following us since they were like they were 16 yeah. uh, you know I, we were like 22 yeah. we were like 
from 21. We hadn't even had the waffle shop. Like our yet. first stickers we got in, we we're mailing to them. Yeah. They like a, yeah. a bike jump crew. Like, it was awful bike jumpers. And they're like, still jumpers. our most loyal customers. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we were always like, how are we going to get them their waffles? Yeah, you we're going to break like, their heart. Yeah, we're going to break <laughs> their heart. Like, yeah. They're not even going to be able to get into the beer garden. Now. Like, up and up. I don't know what to do. So, so it, it worked out for that reason. You got you Absolutely. got your bikers, their, their waffles. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally, learned a lot totally. in the process. Yeah. And that trailer is like we built that in our backyard. <laughs> we did it with the thought of it being stationary. Like our water tank's like underneath the trailer. It's on ratchet straps and plywood, like barely off the ground. The trailer itself is so old and rickety. The front storage box we'd have to take off every time we move it like we way overweighted way yeah. overweighted so. so it's good it's good to be where it is yeah. but it's cute as shit yeah it is cute as shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's super cute yeah yeah functionally we got it there looks cuteness we got it now <laughs> let's talk about the cute animal that you created called an otterlope or is that a real animal because i i haven't seen one but real you know, they're out here they're elusive they're yeah. elusive do yeah. they, they eat waffles uh they they, yeah. they, they actually eat uh waffles they drink maple syrup and then children. Children yeah. is the other one. They eat children. Yeah, they jumping children. off boardwalk, you might throw a gainer and land, and it's just there waiting for yeah, you. To yeah, nibble on your toes. Yeah. Watch out. Do you feel the antler first or the nibble first? We haven't gotten it yet. Yeah, yeah. luckily yeah. I haven't been yeah. able to get that close. Feed them waffles, they stay away. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or kids. Exactly. Yeah. Give us some syrup. I'm just happy. Yeah, right but on. if you eat like crepes or pancakes, you're you're probably a goner. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, go for they'll you. Smell they'll that smell it from a mile away. Yeah, it's a, it does emit a an aura, definitely. Mm-hmm. How did you find the otter look? We were like talking about basically making some sort of mythical creature. Wanted to be original. <laughs> that is original. We wanted, yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we had talked about the jackalope. We had talked about like a jackalope mammoth or sasquatch with sasquatch. Like yeah. or like we just want to be kind of like a raccoon, yeah, mythical, but like cuteness. Yeah. And then yeah, jackalope is one we talked about, but it's it's used a good amount. It just didn't seem original enough. So we're like, oh, we'll make our own jackalope otters, being such like a cute thing, and around the Bellingham area. We're like, all right, let's just maybe run with an otter with antlers. The otter lope. We uh, just started mocking up some some designs of what it might look like. Or uh, I think you nailed it. It's what I imagined. The emoji like. helped yeah. us. The emoji. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're like, what should it look like? We found the otter emoji. We're like, that's pretty good. That's a little they, they really nailed it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We added our twist uh, with our buddy Colin Brown. By the way, for whoever's listening. If you message the Building Bellium podcast Instagram and send us the word otterlope, it is code word for Leo's buying you a waffle <laughs> on the Building Bellium podcast. You have to listen to it. You have to say otterlope. All right, everyone. It's Tiffany here with the terms and conditions. This episode dropped on February 17, 2023. So this offer is good until May 17, 2023. Okay. Shout out. Let's Amazing. Go. Yeah. yeah, that's sweet. Let's shift into brand. Part of it was the funky Bellingham, keep Bellingham weird. How did you guys decide on dinosaurs? Was it something that you were doing with your own food prior to the food truck? Like you would, <laughs> you'd like, oh, no, wait, you can't eat that yet. You don't have a dinosaur. <laughs> or was it something that you felt like part of the brand? To be honest, it was a total high idea that just got completely out of control. Yeah. It yeah. started out. So we bought, we started out, first thing we bought was the waffle maker. Yeah, Second trailer, thing we bought was the trailer. Yeah. Third thing, I spent like 250 bucks or 200 bucks on these plastic dinosaurs yeah. with stands and i drilled through them and made these things and you're like, like this is gonna be the ticket numbers like, yeah. i'm like dude we just bought the trailer He's like, we're on ticket paint. numbers and i was like i was like i got a vision yeah. so, so when we we're like actually opening up the trailer we like kind of realized that like 
we're gonna probably make a lot of kids cry by like giving them the dinosaur and then taking this it was away. like yeah. two days before soft opening we had that conversation yeah. we're like yeah maybe we should get some like little tiny toy dinosaurs to just give to crying kids yeah you know i read it. basically what happened was we went on amazon we, there was this one review made by this lady just raving about the quality of these dinosaurs <laughs> it was like a multiple multiple paragraph it she was had like about... criteria of how she tested the like the structural integrity of the integrity of these dinosaurs or the, or the design like the details the and color stuff. the design she, they use uh, she sold us on it so yeah. we're like well we'll spend 15 Let's... bucks on this pack of like you know 150 dinos or whatever it was and like just give it to crying kids it'll probably last us like three or four months so basically what ended up happening was we ordered two packs i think we're like all right two, like two packs we're like all right 30 bucks we're good for way too long half a year like we'll yeah just give it to kids a bit so then a opening day we did a soft opening and we're like let's just put the dinosaur like we'll be like all the people that got the first waffle yeah, first they waffles, get a dinosaur bunch of homies first came day. through like gave them dinosaurs and everyone's uh putting us on their story because there was like years of us making the waffle shop yeah. there was a lot of hype once they saw that we were like doing it everyone started kind of coming out and people were posting because we just have a lot of supportive friends here and supportive people and we just put on the story next day we open up and then we give out a couple waffles to people and people were like um they like brought back we're waffle. like is there a problem like yeah. you're not like <laughs> something, something wrong so they're like i um i think you're supposed to have a a tiny dinosaur on it. we're like what do you mean they're like yeah these the waffles that come with the dinosaurs on it we really wanted the dinosaurs we're like okay and just like <laughs> yeah gave it to them and then we're like okay that was just like one person yeah. you know? and then it just kept happening and yeah. it just kept it was like all day so we're just ordering like so many packs at a time and we're just nuking through it and we're like crap this is like yeah we're not... like we're gonna have to do this in every single wall we have yeah and we couldn't we were so bad at telling people to get Four snaps and napkins and putting yeah. a damn dinosaur on the wall. Yeah. Cool. yeah. We'd have to go back to the trailer, we'll grab a dinosaur to okay. give it to we'll them at their table. We'll do it for like <laughs> two weeks. We'll do it for two weeks and yeah. we'll be done. Yeah. And it just kept going. And then people, people were like upset it. that we weren't giving it. So then we talked to the wholesaler. And now we have 12,000 tiny dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah that escalated. Like a couple quickly. orders of 12,000 dinosaurs. Yeah. It's been a really fun thing because for one, people get to take it home and have like this little souvenir, something that like, Remember their experience of having the waffle and being at the shop. They can also return it. We have a dino orphanage, dino, dino recycling center, we call it now. Um, they can throw it Kids back. Kids were adopting it. too much. Really. Yeah, adoption. Yeah. People were taking it out. They're like, no, this is dirty. Don't grab yeah, this. Don't take that one. Yeah. So, yeah, people can, like, return the dinos and we will wash, sanitize, and do all things so we can reuse them. And it's become this just, like, super fun thing. We'll, like, see them out at bars. Like, yeah. We went to Honeymoon. There's a couple. Like, yeah, we'll see them in R.E.I. Yeah. Like, Planters. Uh, Cafe Blue. Yeah. Like in the in the you yeah. know plants were like, like we don't people, put them anywhere. Yeah. A lot of people have been bringing them traveling, which has been a really cool thing. Like one girl, she brought it up. Where'd she go? Denali. Oh, she yeah, Denali. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like had the dino top and take all these photos with it. And then, like so many friends have brought it just like abroad traveling. So we got this little like dino thing. One of the coolest things. One of our biggest passions is like traveling, going places. Yeah. And there's like people want to take this like little dino buddy. On. They were travels and send us photos. Do they name them too? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. People yeah. put them in the dash of their car. We just, we see it. So it's like really cool to like with food. It's like kind of one and done. Like you, yep. you eat it and it's gone. So it's like a little thing to take home if you want it. So it's 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 really with it. annoying <laughs> because we, we've uh, ran out a couple times and we have to get like lower quality yeah. dinosaurs. Yeah, the and we can tell they don't have eyes or something. Or they're just like yeah. Claws? They're just they don't have love made in them. That's that's <laughs> yeah. that's the end of it. Yeah, but I'll like. 
my roommate brought home. He's like, oh, I saw this. I found this little dinosaur, like in the, you know, like out on the road. And I like can grab it and like look at him. Like, yeah, that's mine. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like 99% sure that tiny dinosaur came from my shop. Pretty funny. Yeah. So it's you know you go in the stores and you can like be like, yeah, that's that's a that's a crap one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you can me. take that low low grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only high quality. Exactly. Well, it's it's part of your brand, and even if it wasn't immediately like it wasn't part of this plan, one of the cool parts that you mentioned was this the hype leading into like starting a business. Um, having supportive friends is obviously great, but social media, it has a, it's a blessing and a curse, right? It's got like, it is a tool mm-hmm. and it can be used for good and it can be used for bad, right? I'd like to hear more about your experience with social media right off the start. People started tagging you, tagging the dinosaurs, taking one adventures, taking selfies with the waffle, you know, sauce all over their face after eating a waffle, whatever it was. Tell me about that experience with social media and how you guys grew that following. Cause it's important for people to get to know you that, don't know you. So Graham and I, so neither of us are very active on our own Instagrams. We really right? suck at it. To yeah, be honest. yeah. We're this not. is nothing that we really focus on doing personally, like sharing yeah. every our, um, our moves. Yeah. I do have a fun time with the Waffle Shop Instagram. Yeah, now, and it's the- and it's been fun to like progressively get it more and more. Just we can just do whatever we want. Because at first we we're like, oh crap, we're gonna get like canceled. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and Graham used to work at Melvin yeah. and he was there when they crashed and burned. So he's got like PTSD with that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Rightfully we so. You always say we can't pull a Melvin. That's yeah. like the, the, the yeah. line, obviously. I was like, we're never going to pull a too. Yeah. yeah, we have no interest in doing it, but we're like, dang, like, okay. It's, but it's always positive in the end. Yeah. Just but, with it. yeah, it's been fun. Like we have such supportive people and then there's certain people that haven't been supportive. Like there was twice we've been broken into and one time we got broken into we got a, a photo of him and he had this like shitty goatee and ripped pants and you had like this look and one guy mentioned how he looked like vanilla ice so then we just started sharing that like vanilla ice was wanted yeah and we had like everyone like on our social on media hunt. just on the hunt for vanilla ice and we were like yeah. ripping this guy a new one yeah. like <laughs> publicly who robbed us you know yeah. and it was so funny it was one of those joys of social media where you're like wow like I'm this is good viral yeah, yeah like, like it's just hilarious satirical but proactive and enjoyable exactly. posts, kind of like tomato throwing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and you know the fact that he robbed us we can just say whatever we want at that point yeah. you know like what, yeah. what is he gonna do is yeah. he gonna comment because then he does he's like <laughs> at least no stop saying these things about me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like oh, my shit. style's yeah. great <laughs> <laughs> I have the best goatee. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, but the social media part has been fun. We're, we get drained doing it a little bit. Yep. But I do get like sparks where we do some funny videos. And yeah. we're like, all right, cool. Let's see. I try to make relationships with bigger businesses. Yep. And we're just trying to go for like the biggest businesses that have influenced us. Yeah. The main one being Montucky. Yep. Uh, Montucky Cold fueled. Snacks. Yeah, they fueled okay. us throughout college. Yeah. A lot of long days building the trailer. Yeah, yeah, with Montucky. That's a lot of snacks. Yeah, yeah, a lot of snacks. So it's been fun to build a relationship with them. And they, like, over Christmas, they sent us a bunch of sweaters. And, like, they sent us a bunch of merch. And, like, we just post weird shit that has Montucky. And they post it. And we're trying to get a relationship with Pit Viper. For those that don't know Pit Viper, explain the sunglasses. There's some sweet shades. Yeah, some stunners. They're just like some retro yeah. 70s, 80s shades. Big um, shades, yeah. crazy big frames. Um, almost, almost like ski <laughs> like Almost, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Almost. yeah they, they got a look. Mainly their social media and their Instagram is so 
outlandishly weird yeah. that it like it's personally an app like they inspire me yeah. as to make a weirder instagram yeah. like all right cool like let's let's like they've set the bar let's like knock it up like yeah. let's beat them yeah you know and yeah, we did pump these numbers up these weird numbers up. yeah i don't know yeah. we in the end for every like weird post we did we dressed up my buddy um Andrew Fryer the other day yeah. as like a charcuterie board yeah. in an American Speedo and ate off of him. And I was yeah. like, well, this might be really bad yeah. or this might turn out great. Yeah. It turned out awesome. We lost a couple followers, which is fine. Yeah. You know, uh, but, see you later. Yeah, 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 but like we got way more attention from it. So yeah. it was just hilarious. And I've got a video I'll be posting here very soon of that. Yeah. But that's kind of like, okay, well, if that works, like, what can we do next that yeah. like maybe makes it like a little bit even weirder yeah. you know and like i like when people go on instagram and they just say what the fuck you know yeah. and like it has no context at all and it's yeah, just like, like a half naked man in pit vipers yeah. covered in maple syrup yeah waffle stuff so. those are all the combination right yeah yeah, yeah. it's all you need in life yeah, it's all you need to learn. <laughs> let's let's shift over to to the to the numbers side of the business. I mean, you're running a business. It's it's working. It's working really well to the point where you're you're opening up a brick and mortar. How did you guys calculate profit and loss? I know a lot, a lot of food and beverage has to do with like estimated uh, like how much you need of something and like waste and the efficiency. Like, tell me about that experience in growing a business that obviously is profitable to the point where you guys can grow. Running a restaurant, especially <coughs> is so many costs and it's always fluctuating because you're, you're working off market costs and ingredients and all this. So there's, there's a lot of variables in it from the start. We did everything out of pocket. We were in college, just, just living off of what we made working restaurant industry jobs and like putting everything that we could save into building the trailer up to make the business. And we went in with that mindset of just like the grinding and just like what we put in, we're going to get out of it. So like from the first summer and even more we of operating, we didn't pay ourselves. We just put everything into the business and we're still doing majority of just like what we make as business, put it in because yeah. we want to see this thing grow. We want to like <coughs> just let it just let it ride. But yeah, there's so many variables of a restaurant, especially of breaking down ingredients, costs, menu prices, food waste, rent, electricity, you know, everything. It, it just came with time. And we had a little bit of an idea for sure, like going into it. But like, funny to look back on like, what our projections of costs and profit we thought we're going to be in what it is now and see like what the difference is but it's like allowed us to uh to learn a lot so now going into this brick and mortar we're at a much better like more realistic place where we can make a, a projections and, mm -hmm. and our you know gain loss and margin and everything is a lot more like realistic mm -hmm. so the trailer was a really really great first step to like teach us all that behind the scene we've built that management experience but we've never like owned a business to actually have to do that so it's, it's been great to to learn that and it's funny because everyone's like wow you guys must be profitable enough to make this brick and mortar you must be doing really well and it's like well that's actually not the case you know yeah. like the reality is is that a food truck it seems really cheap but it's actually pretty expensive yeah we do everything really cheap but i think it probably took us two three weeks to realize that the trailer wasn't going to be what we needed yeah. you know I'm not going to be the end goal of the trailer and I think a, a major thing was that is is the lost revenue yeah. you know the revenue is good for waffles right but 
the lost revenue is really high. Like opportunity cost. Of, yeah. Yeah. Of like size and scale and location we, and all the things. For example, when we were, when we were making the shop, we're like, we're going to have coffee, you know, like we're, first it was espresso. And we're yeah. like, nah, let's, let's just do like simple coffee. And then we like filled the space and we're like, shit, we don't have room for anything, yep. you know? So we ended up not being able to offer coffee or any drinks. So there's like instantly 30% at least yeah. like loss in potential revenue. Um, our original location was supposed to be downtown um, and we were supposed to operate, you know, earlier mornings, late at nights yep. at Stemo, we do 11 PM till 8 PM yep. on our longest days. And those are kind of neither early morning it's or like late right in the middle. Night. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for us, it doesn't really, it never really worked to its full potential. Yeah. And I think um, we have a lot of big ideas of where we want to take Sweet as Waffles. And we're like, okay, cool. I'm like moving into a brick and mortar is going to be the main the main thing. Though the trailer has been a great stepping stone. We got a really good setup at Snowmo. We ended up building a pretty good brand for ourselves. We like mm -hmm. this thing. Making a lot of yeah. customers um, that we know are going to carry over brick and mortar yeah. and gain from there. A huge thing also is uh, like... You know, last winter we were able to take off six, six or seven weeks. And yeah. if I were to do that at a brick and mortar, it would be, you know, rent alone, six thousand yeah. dollars. Plus, like how big my staff is, yeah. you know, with the brick and mortar. So with the trailer, I'm able to leave and go. Yeah. And it's not going to cost that much money. Yeah. And that's how why a lot of food truck owners, you know, they're owner operated and they get to go travel and like kind do of take off time. Yeah. yeah, but you're maxed out. Yeah, with ceiling. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's nice to have a this brick and mortar like. The ceiling is pretty high, ideally. But we haven't filled the space yet. Once we start filling it, we'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, need, we need something yeah. bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to get too far down the road because I know you guys are, like, right in the moment of this, like, this next move. But, I mean, I see a lot of opportunity with the high quality that you put out and the awesome brand that you guys have, too for all of these different avenues. And I'm sure you guys have thought about it. I've had lots of ideas, and so I understand how ideas work. <laughs> yeah. um, what are some of these future big picture are you wanting to wholesale waffles at some point are you wanting to stay away from that and do cater events i know you guys do cater events right mm -hmm. yeah this past summer we, we built a catering trailer yeah so like a commissary it's... kitchen type of setup are, are any of those in your plans for uh for growth or just one thing at a time take it easy <laughs> yeah we kind of one thing at a time but again we're both impatient we both we want things to happen so yeah getting this brick and mortar it's gonna be like full-fledged restaurant be able to open up on a breakfast hours we want to and do the whole coffee thing and and then do our dinner and dessert and eventually late night hopefully the summer <coughs> see how things go get into the late night where we have like bellingham's got such a good bar scene yeah late night scene uh late night of of drinking and crowd, but not enough late night food. So we can like help create that, especially on the railroad and match a couple of those other late night places there. There's a lot that we want to do through the brick and mortar. Wholesaling is one of them that we want to get into eventually, um, hopefully sooner than later, because it's a huge market and a lot of things we can do with frozen waffles. You know, mm -hmm. there's already a thing that you could go to the store and get your ego and get your craft waffle and like yeah. all these these really crappy process, but waffle, we can't get a local or just like a, a good high quality frozen waffle. Or even that, like a gluten-free one that tastes good. Yeah, exactly. gluten-free gluten -free batter is just like lights out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. thanks. It, it's good it yeah. works. You know, you could get your bagel and you can get all these other things, uh, donuts that these, these shops are like selling to your Fred Meyer and Safeway and Co-op. 
you can't get your wall full. So we're hoping to like fill that gap in, in the market there and like get into that production side yeah. to see where that goes. Yeah, we hope that eventually that may become our brick and our bread and butter. Yeah. You know, for brick and mortar, bread and butter. And yeah. it, like just you, you put two things next to each other and it becomes a statement. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yep. Yeah. A lot of people have a lot of advice. You're growing this business together. There's probably a lot of people that said, hey, that's a really stupid idea, <coughs> or you should do it this way, or you should get rid of the dinosaurs. And that was probably the most offensive one of all. <laughs> but there are everyone has an opinion and people that are maybe afraid of what of taking the risk that you're willing to take are usually the most vocal I've experienced. Mm -hmm. They like they're like, Oh, you shouldn't do that. This could all go wrong. You're like, Great, don't do it. I will. Thanks. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> And then there's people that give you feedback, like maybe bad reviews or bad feedback or the people that were, there, you know, there doesn't have to be a lot. There's one that can consume your time. And how do you guys process feedback? Have you, like, how do you filter who you listen to? Early on when you start a business, you receive a lot more hypercriticism yeah. than you do with an established business. You're always going to receive some sort of criticism. And I'm sure we're going to get a whole new wave of it once we open up our brick and mortar. I think the funniest one was what first day of opening, second day. He's like, two guys got a waffle and they're like, yeah, that was good. He's like, you know what? You guys should pivot. You guys should do pretzels. <laughs> and he's just like, pretzel food truck. We've been open like one day. Like, yeah. it was like first grand he's opening. Like, you could have open. a bunch of nice mustards. He's like, that's what people want when they go to a brewery. Like, sounds good. Yeah. I was yeah. like, you should run with it. Yeah. And then, you got it, man. Yeah. Uh, I think I always. Got any pancakes back there? Yeah. You're like, dude, just buy yeah, the we'll thing. Yeah, we get it's that here. sometimes. You guys yeah. have crepes? Yeah. Oh, waffles. <laughs> oh, I wanted a crepe. I was like, you're here. Just get a waffle. You're going to like the broad egg. Yeah. Yeah, I would say. They're not too different. <laughs> they've got they've got, there are a lot of differences but they're like they have basic core similarities i think uh like we've definitely gotten a lot better at, at tuning out and tuning in to certain people i would say the most annoying one that we actually do get consistently is definitely chicken and waffles yeah people are just flabbergasted with the idea that we don't have chicken and waffles and yeah. it's hilarious because yeah. moving this brick and mortar there's a huge hood vent that we got we got a fry later we got all this stuff and we're like all right let's sell it yeah. you know and we're like instantly selling a fry later and everyone's like why are you doing that yeah. like you know like it's, it's so in like a different field of yeah. what we're trying to yeah. do yeah it's a total different business model there i mean we're we're into the sweet and savory waffle but like to do a fried chicken is like so different than the prep and, and purchase and equipment that we already have so not to mention kind of a cult following like fried chicken has like a spectrum of different types of fried chicken and then there's also like it just gets into a whole category of like snootiness i don't even know how to explain it <laughs> yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's so like it's one of those that. those those it's those niches that's like sure. do we want to mess with that that's totally that's dangerous yeah. right yeah so we like to do pop-ups with the yeah. fried chicken yeah. um so we've done it at the filling station twice now um we talked about doing it with accomplice and yeah. a couple other spots and they do the chicken you do the waffle yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Bring the maker instead yeah. of us having fried chicken in our menu in our spot we just like all right that's our pop-up and other people's yeah. establishments yeah. Got we it. get it like get once medium. a year yeah. once every six mm -hmm. months so that shuts everyone up yeah, yeah. keeping it simple yeah. yeah and for those people that showed up that wanted you guys to do fried chicken follow their instagram sweet as waffles you will find the days and the collaborations that they're having yeah. with a place that's going to do fried chicken accomplice or, mm -hmm. uh, so anyways follow along that so you can find out when you can go get what you want yeah other all days right. just go get waffles and you know <laughs> Keep it yourself. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then another one that was funny was we had like a, a Yelp person just kind of like be like, oh, not even like I don't know what the hype is. Like it's not even that good. And then I just. 
they didn't have their name, but it was like Bellingham Foodie or whatever, yeah. you know. And I just like posting our Instagram story of like directions to the best waffle in town, which is at IHOP. Yeah, I was like, it was only like one point one miles away. Yeah. Like I was like, they have the best. Like yeah. go get them. You yeah, know? super like, consistent. Yeah, yeah, like, like super yeah. not lo local organic. And you know, it's like, like yeah. fun to feel like so many businesses are like stepping on you know glass where they just yeah. don't want to piss people off, and we're like a little bit more like well. If we lose a customer, like it's fine, you know, as long as like our other 99% of customers are like happy and like, yeah. enjoy, like see that this is a passion project. Yeah. You know, we're like doing what we want to do rather yeah. than just conform to. If you want, it's like when you go to a restaurant and you order something, but then have like, if you want to sub like 15 things, you might as well just go home and cook your own <laughs> food. Like yourself. that's, that's where you can do your thing. So exactly, there are people out there that have a dream. There are people that, that are in this like early stage of creating a business or maybe we're, we're you two guys they're, they're buddies from college that have <coughs> this passion or have this idea of how you want to work for yourselves and, and create something weird and keep you have this other bigger vision there's a lot of people out there that are like that but just kind of they get stuck a lot of the times i've found that people that are further into their business or have gone through more shit actually offer some really good advice what what advice do you guys have to pass along the people that are kind of in that place Use your resources is one of the biggest ones. Like whether it's people you know or total strangers, people that you know of, just Bellingham's a great community where people are here to support small business. Small business owners want to see other small businesses succeed. So don't be afraid just to walk in a door, send a cold email and be like, yo, I want to do this thing. I just want some advice. You have any time for me, like to answer these questions. That's something we slacked on. Or, yeah, um, something that yeah. we learned going through where like we have always done everything ourselves. And even the things we didn't know, we would try to just figure out as we went where if we just from the start would ask the expert in town or ask somebody who's done it before of like what's the best way to go about this we would have done that much more efficient and maybe perfectly correct the first time rather than having to like change it because we didn't do it right the first time so yeah definitely just using your resources and not being afraid to talk to people you don't know because especially bellingham people are willing to help you out that's the really nice thing about this community i'd probably say that like like so many people have ideas and these great ideas and i feel like they like spiral and they'll come up with other ideas they'll never actually move towards anything and i think it's important to just figure out something that you want to do figure out a good idea and just start moving in that direction and go for it i talked to my, my brother is a, a business owner and i was talking to him about debt i was like how much debt is your business he's like like 1.1 mil you yeah. know and i'm like holy shit you know and like i was like how much is that personal debt you know and he was like like oh not that bad only like 600 grand yeah and since then he's gotten out of it he's yeah. like gotten in more investors and yeah it's just like one of those like huge like yeah. you know startup companies yeah. it's hilarious i was like wow 600 grand like you're in debt 600 grand and you have a smile on your face right yeah. now and he's like he's like yeah i've got probably a better resume now yeah and i can go get a good job yeah. because i proved that i was able to make a business i was yeah. able to like take risks and even yeah. though i may have not made a successful one in the end i do have a reputable one and yeah i did go for something yep and i think a lot of people miss that mark where they just don't go for something yeah it's like the analysis paralysis or yeah it's there's a lot to it that's not the sexy like outer shell of it there's a lot of it that's just like i'm just gonna show up every day and do the thing and get better and be humble about it and mm -hmm. ask for help, you know? Yeah. So in lieu of opening up the brick and mortar shop, you guys are selling merch yep. on the, mm -hmm. on the website, on the Instagram, you can find, we'll, we'll <laughs> link to everything so that people can go buy merch so we can continue to push this forward. Cause I'm super stoked for you guys. It's exciting. Thank you, thank you. Um, and a reminder, 
that if you message Building Bellingham, and we're talking about Otterlopes, so if you say Otterlope to Building Bellingham, Tiffany will be fielding, fielding these. Yeah, we'll buy that's those. amazing. Um, and then, so anybody that that, tech, that messages the Building Bellingham podcast, Instagram page, or text me, or Facebook, we respond to those in a regular amount of time. <laughs> we will make sure that you get a Sweet as Waffles gift card, or I'll meet you there. So, hey, uh, season four, episode six. Woo. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, man. Thank you. Building Bellingham is a community podcast exploring leadership, challenges, failure, and mindset with entrepreneurs right here in Whatcom County, Washington. You can be the first to hear about upcoming guests by subscribing to the Building Bellingham Facebook or Instagram pages, as well as the Building Bellingham YouTube channel. This episode was produced and edited by Tiffany Holden. Our videography is done by Cooper Hansley. Community projects are by Taylor Beal. To learn more about the team behind the podcast and to download our media kit, check out our website at www.livebellinghamnow.com or search Cohen Group NW on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or LinkedIn. From the whole Building Bellingham podcast team, thank you for listening.